You know that moment when there's a million things that you feel like you could or should fill your time with, but you stop and you just wonder, is there a different way? Could I feel like I'm just running this business and I know exactly what I'm doing? Yes, you can feel that way. And I will show you how in Business Genius Bootcamp. Business Genius Bootcamp is a five-week live program where you'll build a revenue strategy to stay close to the money so that you can stop playing business growth whack-a-mole and start doing the work that gets you paid. We kick off in April and you can get all the info all about it in the show notes. Whack-a-mole when it comes to growing your business and start doing the work that gets you paid. Check out the show notes to get all the details, to check out the sales page, and to submit your interest form. Can't wait to see you in there. Hello, and welcome back to Strategy Snacks. I'm Frenchie Forenzi, and today I am joined by Natalie Brunswick, who I'm so excited to have here. But Natalie, just to kick off, will you give everyone a sense of who you are, what you do, all that good stuff? Mm-hmm. So I am an occupational therapist and a psychotherapist. I have a practice, private practice here in Toronto, in Canada. And I also have a online community called the Highly Sensitive Family, where we talk about all things parenting and mental health for kids and parents who might identify as more highly sensitive or neurodivergent. And, and yeah, that's been a lot of fun. I started it I started the Instagram account about two years ago, but it officially only really became a business, so to speak, in September. Cool. I love it. Love mm-hmm. it. So to kick us off, right now that you are officially a business, what has been one of your one of your biggest business wins so far? So perfect question because I just launched my first course. So Ooh. I ran two workshops in the fall. So I don't know if anyone listening has started an Instagram account, but sometimes when you start an account and it grows, you're like, is this real? Is this, am I wasting all of my time providing all this free content, answering everyone's questions in my DMs? And will this ever be anything that might pay my bills? And so I very much approached turning it into a business with, this kind of, okay, let's just see what happens. And so I ran a few workshops in the fall. They did really well, but obviously not enough to fully sustain and replace my income as a therapist. And then I created a course. And so I created a course and I launched it and it just started four weeks ago. So I'm in it, I'm running it live. And in one month, I made more money than I've ever made in a year. Wow. And it was, it still feels surreal to say that, but it was mostly a really nice validation of all the effort and all the hard work that I had put into this idea and this concept, even when it wasn't making any money to see that it all had paid off. And now to think about the future yeah, this is, it is sustainable. Because I think up until this point, it was a question, like, is this Mm -hmm. sustainable? Or do I need to stop posting? (laughs) Go back to my real life. (laughs) I love it. I love it. One of the things that I really admire about how you went about launching is also that you just, you didn't hem and haw about it too much. You had your fears, you had your trepidation, and you also launched it because you're like, 
the only way to find out is to find out. And I think that's very brave and very cool. So I would also mm-hmm. celebrate that as a Thank big win. You. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. I think that's the only way to do it. <laughs> Seriously. It's the only way to do anything in life. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, so on the flip side, what has been one of the hardest lessons that you've had to learn along the way on this journey? Mm-hmm. I haven't had too many like business fails at this point, but what I will say is once so a message that you get a lot in the business world and the business coach, coaching world, and there's a lot of messaging around outsourcing and bringing mm-hmm. on a team and you can't grow if you don't have a team or you're not paying someone to help. And so last fall, I made the effort to bring on some help because I wanted to see if it would make a difference. Maybe I could get some help with content or I could get some help with emails or whatever it might be. And I actually brought a few people on. I think I hired two, two to three different people who I had interviewed a bunch of people and brought those people on and gave them different roles. In the end, it ended up being more work for me to mm-hmm. explain to those people what to do, to then have to edit the copy that they sent me because I'm like, this doesn't sound like me. And then I would re-edit it and fix it. So it did sound like me. And at the end of the day, it felt like it was actually just taking me equivalent amount of time, hmm. even with hiring these people, but I was paying them. And so I decided to just stop and go back <laughs> to just doing it myself. And there is one person I've kept on and she does some of my graphics for my PDFs and she makes the things I don't have the capacity to do in Canva. But for the most part, I really decided that for me, especially as someone with ADHD and is quite neurodivergent in the way my brain works, that it is just easier for me to go slower, but do the things my way at Mm -hmm. my own time. And maybe if this really does scale and it gets to a place where then I really do need people because that obviously you do need that at a certain point. But at this moment in time, what made the most sense for my well-being was like, let's just let it take twice as long mm-hmm. without the stress of, oh crap, I forgot to tell this person that I needed them to add this into the PDF. And did I say that correctly? Cause they didn't understand it the last time. And like all of the mental energy that was going in. So I like took a step back from that. And I was like, no, like maybe that advice works for people who are really good delegators and type A's and like always remember to write things in their planners, but that is not me. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) That's so interesting. And I also think it's really interesting because it's, I I feel the same way about content. It's very hard for me to delegate because it just feels like it's like a part of my soul. Right. And so now I have a team, but they are really supportive on the back end so that they're freeing up more of my time to work on my content and do all those sorts of things. But a lot of times we think, okay, the biggest time suck has to go to other people, but then it's like, to your point, and you're like, but it doesn't look like me or feel like me or sound like me or whatever it might be. And I think it's great. I think that we need to celebrate more of the like slow and steady journey because yeah, for those of us who want to build businesses that are lasting us a while, like it's not about the immediate win, right? It's about doing things kind of your way on your pace. So kudos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. I think I'm lucky. I come to this very intentionally. And so it is 
always in the back of my mind. How can this support my well-being? I'm not here to build like a million dollar business. I'm here to build something that is going to allow me to live my life and enjoy my life. Yeah. And how am I, how is this decision going to make me feel? Yeah. A thousand. It might not be the like right way, but it's my way. So it is the right way. So it's the right way for me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I love it. I love it. All right. Final question for today. So what is one strategy snack that you want to share with our listeners? I feel like that was a good strategy snack. (laughs) (laughs) I think what the one thing that I think has really served me in my business is doing the thing that I like, do the thing that I love, not necessarily the thing that I'm the best at. You can learn a lot of technical skills. And I have, I've built my own website. I've built like, I've learned how to do all these things, but do the thing that you are going to want to talk about from like morning to night and you're never going to get sick of it and you're never going to get bored of it and show up wanting to serve people. Yeah. Like, I I think that is the thing that is the most enjoyable for me. And the thing that has allowed me to not burn out is that I'm like, yes, it's nice if you can make money. We all want our businesses to make money, but I think if you can think about it as you're creating relationships with people, but you're also like, it's a long game. This is your life's work. You don't have to hit that milestone next year. Like you can hit it in five years. Hopefully you'll still be doing this in 30 years. And so how can you set yourself up so that it's sustainable and you don't burn out quickly? thousand percent, a thousand percent. I love that. And one of my favorite things I ever saw you do, aside from all your amazing content, was when you were just like, I'm taking an Instagram break because this app has gotten to be too much. And so you just needed like a moment to step away and breathe. And that's hard to do when you have a big audience. And that's hard to do when all the social pressure is telling you not to. Um, Mm -hmm. But again, to your point, it's about really connecting to your own needs and not letting it take over and putting you on the path to burnout. So I feel like that was just a good example that I remember of you like living and breathing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Listen, that app is, there's lots of good. Yeah. But it can be a pretty toxic place. <laughs> I know. So I know. People are fearless <laughs> when nobody knows who they are. Anonymity is not does not bring out the best of no. people. <laughs> it does not. But I think even I remember like coming like th- thoughts going through my head of like, wow, you've built this massive audience. You you have to create this, these products to sell. And like you should be capitalizing on this. And I very quickly am able to. Thankfully, I'm a therapist, so I can very quickly shut those thoughts out and be like, no, no, you don't have to. (laughs) (laughs) You can go slow and you can just enjoy this. Enjoy being where you are right now. Yeah. But thank you for that. Of course. Where can people find you, follow you, connect with you? Obviously Instagram, but is there anywhere else people should be looking for you? Yeah. Find me on Instagram. I was on TikTok for a hot second and then deleted it. And I was like, <laughs> nope, nope, not for me. Or my website, highlysensitivefamily.com and Instagram is highlysensitivefamily. Cool. You can I'm going to drop there. everything in the show notes too. But Natalie, thank you so much for being here, for sharing your wisdom with all of us. I'm so grateful for your time.
It was so lovely chatting with you as always. Bye everyone. Thank you for listening.